Okay. Right. One, two, three. All right. Hey. Welcome you, back to dysfunctional as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're here. And, um, you know, as people who are in dysfunctional as fuck, we try to find the most dysfunctional people we can. That's um, fucked up. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, when we first met, it was like uh, we, we met under different circumstances than most people. Where yeah. did you guys like, meet? On a, on the film. On the film. Yeah. On the film. It was that, and then also Alan's done a lot of shoots with her. So yeah. Alan was like, I know this girl. She would be great. And I was like, sick. Because I didn't he's know. Like, look at her titties. And then he's like, oh my God, I get to know <laughs> her. Pretty much, yeah. That's nice. That's kind of one of the things that like, I don't ever acknowledge when I meet people Alan shot with. I just like don't. I'm like, yeah, I, I haven't, totally yeah. haven't seen your boobs mm-hmm. ever. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Blind. It's not like I ever walk into his office and there's like 36 fit pictures being developed right there. Nah. Yeah, it's a good thing that you just kind of let it go. Nice it's not real. You. I just gaslight myself and being like, no, you didn't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't see shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a Anyways. different it's a different circumstance. But yeah. so we just um we both just went to louder than life. You yes. went for all four days straight. All four days. How do you Damn. feel? I literally, like yesterday, I did nothing but lay in bed. I was crying because I hurt so bad. I still feel like crap. Yeah. But it was worth it. Yeah. Who's your favorite person to see? Kim Dracula. Interesting. I've I've loved him for so long and just seeing him live, it was just... Did you see Baby Metal? No, I didn't because they changed the timings and we were watching Kim Dracula and Mm. we thought that they were playing at the same time, but they changed it, and mm. so we missed it. Mm. But I heard that they were just kind of like, eh, they were too, like, the bass was too loud, that you couldn't even actually hear That's them. That's Sleep Token had that. Yeah, what, they were very loud. Like, I couldn't hear the fucking vocals at all, and I was like... Yeah. There was a lot of bands there that I noticed that I was like, I can't even understand what you're saying, because the bass is just way too loud, and I was just like, yeah. fuck it, I Yeah, guess. I don't know if they... Did you have that with Bourbon and Beyond? Because she went to Bourbon and Beyond. No, we just saw vocals. Bruno. Like, we just went to go see Bruno. Okay. he was playing. His was amazing i mean it's bruno it was it's bruno it's sexy so, man so into bruno but uh <laughs> fucking shit but yeah outside of that i haven't really like caught up with you in a while it's so, like how's life been how's like the mental been and i don't mean shit. shit i mean honestly i've literally been doing nothing but working out planning for the meet i'm doing the meet in december so nice. like i have nothing time for just going to the gym and work louder than life was the first time i've done anything outside of the gym and work and it was really fucking nice to do yeah I probably will never do four days again, but mental has been doing good. I mean, I'm excited to do the meet. Like it's been fun as fuck just seeing how strong I can get and like what I can do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are the like end goals crazy. for the strength? Uh, honestly, I don't have any end goals for the strength. I just don't, I don't want to set a limit for myself. So I say like, though, this is the goal. Like I just want to see as far as so I can a thousand go. Pound deadlift. Yeah. If I can eventually get there. Sure. Why not? Why not? Fuck it, we ball. Yeah. Okay, what what are your numbers at right now? My what? Your numbers, bench squat and dead. Bench, 135, squat, 255. I don't really care to, I don't deadlift really like that. I think you pulled, what, 275? At at that weird meat thing, yeah. Yeah, and not at the bar. Okay. I didn't know you pulled when you went there. I don't ever deadlift. She did the back. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do like up in front and all that and compete, but I just went in the back and just like, Tried to do some, mind you, before this, I didn't deadlift for like what you didn't deadlift at all, like five years. It's been since I deadlifted, oh, and Cameron was like, Don't be a pussy. And I was like, I can't be a pussy, right? Like, and I just, and then they threw weight on it. And then Sarah, I think you probably beefy know baby. Oh, you haven't heard of it. I don't know. Buff Asian girl, little tiny, big gauges. Sarah, yeah, no, Sarah. I love Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah was there, and she's threw on weight. She's like, You got it. I was like, Psh, Got it. I thought my eyeball was going to fall out of my head because it was like <laughs> fucking squeezing. So it was terrible. But I mean, if you're pulling that much, I mean, it's been five years. I mean, yeah, yeah that's kind of it's crazy. But oh, so you where are your numbers at right now? Um, Bench is 104. Deadlift is 209. And then squat is 204. Nice. But we have I haven't I haven't been allowed to PR in a minute because she's not letting me. Yeah. We're keeping it really slow. And like right now, like I haven't been able to do ones. And I'm just I just I'm fucking waiting for it. There's like, I just want a fucking max already. I, I want to so bad. It's so hard just keeping it low and like, you know. What do you taking... feel like you could get if you push yourself? Um, I think my bench, like if I really, really tried my bench, I think like at least 110, 115 now. And deadlift, I think I can maybe do like 220. And squat, maybe like 210. Squat's not my strongest. 
Same. At all. I fucking hate squats. Same. I don't. I, I hate, fuck squats. I love squats. Uh, Except I can't squat right now, but I love them. Yeah. The, the broken toe kind of does toe hurt. kind of fucks me over with that. Isn't but there. I love squats. Can what, you do powerlifting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets okay. there. I just had to like, I don't know if we're doing like a meet, like we're talking about bodybuilding, powerlifting. Oh, hell no. I could never do bodybuilding. I couldn't like do the cut. I, that's my thing is like I love food I, way yeah. too much and I hear people talk about like the doing it they're like you're an asshole you're always hungry and yes. I'm like I'm already irritable enough and I eat all I want <laughs> I couldn't imagine being starving there's no way it's horrible yeah that that sounds like I it. think it's worth it but I don't think I could actually do it and like be happy yeah I would love to be able to though well so last time we talked like last time we actually talked I think it was the night we like I think we called on the phone or some shit and we just talked for a little bit um how has that evolution been since like, you know, you've been single for a bit. How's that been mentally? How is, are you even in the dating scene? How's that felt? What are those thoughts? Um, so single since 2020. Um, I mean, honestly, being single has probably been the greatest thing for me ever. So that's three years. Yeah. It's Kate, three how years. long have you gone without being in a relationship? Well, that's, that's complicated. Call. <laughs> Good talk. It's been like what? Uh, four months? No, I went eight months between first one and the second one like a solid eight months like yeah, there's like nothing, eight in, months. nothing in between at all no communication no okay no with my first ex and then going into the second one mm. kate made a friend and then end up dating that only friend she made so. <laughs> <laughs> <Oops>. okay <laughs> also i was like let's take things slow and then cameron's like sitting there goes what's gonna change when you guys date and not date and i was like valid they weren't taking things slow we yeah really we literally didn't. You do, fucked. We didn't do anything, and he was over all the time for a month. And also, it was thirty days. And we didn't <laughs> fuck. It was a big deal. Cameron, <laughs> shut up. Sorry. Uh, no, but I, I appreciate that just because that's a really strong thing for people to do. I feel like a lot of people don't at least spend that much time with themselves to like learn all the shit that's going on. Yeah. So when someone has done that, I'm like, that's awesome. I, Cause I don't even think I've done that. It's so very, sick. it took me a long time to heal from that. The last ex, mm-hmm. cause it was very traumatic for me. And I just feel like I was able to find who I am by being single. And like for a long time, like it was probably a year or so I didn't talk to anybody. Like mm-hmm. I, I was on the dating apps, but like I was swiping and if I matched, I wouldn't, I literally just wouldn't talk to anybody and because I just mentally couldn't handle that. And now I'm at the point to where I am talking to people, um, feeling them out, but I'm not dating anybody yet. And Mm. I'm still completely content being single because it's just nice still learning who I am. And I'm people it takes me a long time to let people in. So if I start talking to you one red flag and I'm like, bye. What have you learned about yourself? Um that because my past relationship I wasn't allowed to color my hair I wasn't allowed to get piercings I wasn't allowed to get tattoos I got told what to wear um an image really mattered like you couldn't go out looking a certain way and like now I'm just I don't give a fuck I do whatever I want because I like doing weird crazy things I like the tattoos and the piercings and like being able to go out and be like that's different but that's okay Mm. and not worrying about what everybody in society says about me because that was the biggest thing is like I cared so much about what other people's opinions were I was blonde for yeah you look really 10 years 10 years of my life and I kept it blonde because I thought people are only gonna like me because I'm blonde Mm. and I held on to that a long long time and like I dyed my hair after we broke up and I like I felt like I was me Mm. I feel more solid in myself and just confident doing all these things and being single has been able to I don't have to worry about someone in my ear being like Oh, I like this better. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you like. This is because I've had a dude one time. He was like, I don't like um, your undercut. He's like, I'm not a big fan of undercuts. He's like, you should grow it out. No. Dude, <laughs> like, no. Cool. That's so like, no. yeah. such a weird thing to be like, I don't like that. Yeah. I was just like, I get it. It's different. I mean, whatever. But I was like, I'm not going to grow it out because you don't like it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just it's me. Yeah. And I instantly that was just kind of like one of those things. I was just like. Okay. Yeah, you're not like really, not, a, not a fan. Yeah. And why do you what what about the tattoos and the piercings? Like, why do you like that? I feel like it's like an expression of art. I feel like all my pe- not all of them, but most of my pieces have like meaning behind them. Like, even if it's just something small, they just mean something to me. And I feel like I have art on my body, and like the fact that that person, that artist, is like permanently on me. I think mm. that's cool as shit. 
mm-hmm. and they, I get to express myself by those things. And like these, even though like say I get a tattoo and I don't watch that show or listen to that music 10 years later, that was a part of me 10 years ago that I was super in love with. Mm-hmm. And I still get to carry that over till I die with my tattoos. That's mm-hmm. why I like them. Self-expression. Yeah. And then how have you found self-expression to be something that is like therapeutic for you? And what other avenues do you use for self-expression outside of just tattoos and body image? Um, music, I feel like is a big thing. Um, I love all genres of music, like listening to anything. And I feel like that I can connect with a lot of people by listening to all the different types of music. Mm-hmm. Cause I can walk up to a group and be like, what do you like? And I can vibe with them. And then someone else I can walk up to them and vibe with them. And I feel like that's a great self-expression too. Mm-hmm. It's cause I can talk to anybody and understand why they like this music and listen to with them and then understand why they like this music. And I think that's really cool too. That's yeah. my, I think tattoos, piercings and music are my way of self-expression. The honestly. main things. Yeah. Outside of that. I mean, kid, have you ever found like, when you were in a relationship and then outside of the relationship, there was like a correction period where you were told not to do certain things. And the second you're out of it, you're like, Oh, I got to do all these things now. Yes. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like my ex at the time was like very like controlling in a way where it's like, you're wearing that sh- like for other men, like that yeah, type of that shit, shit where it's just yeah. like, Bro. I hate that. Like your ass. Like dude. she would go out to bars with me. I went to galaxy once with him. My brother, mm-hmm. I have never seen someone spin their head. Like it was like, I just killed his kids. Yeah. He didn't have kids, but I'm just saying like, if I killed his future kid, it's I don't like know. If he had kids, it, if he had kids, it was him. like that. And then I was like, dude, I'm with my brother. Like chill out. I don't know what you think is going to happen when I'm with my brother. Also, it's not like I was like ghost. Like, yeah. I went ghost. Like I was in constant communication either way, but things like that are like what I was wearing, you know, would tell me like oh you should gain weight or oh you should lose weight now or like yeah oh you would look good with this or like those you know those type of small comments when it's like i don't know in reality if they mean it harmfully but i think when you're in love with someone or you're so attracted to them you want them to think the same thing of you yeah so when they say things it's kind of like like oh, oh shit, now they like think I, i'm ugly really and if to... i don't do this i'm gonna yeah. yeah exactly but i mean being out of that and now in something that's healthy and when you're in great. it, you don't see how negative and toxic that is when you're in it because you have yeah. that love around With that you. fucking like rose colored glasses. Yeah, and then yeah. when you're out of it, it's like, oh shit, and I'm that out was of it. really bad no, that I let yeah. him do I that like to me. I would be like, that's fucked up. Holy shit. Or like, I would never do that. You know, those yeah. type of things. But um, yeah, there's a, and it's almost feels like a weight like lifted off your shoulders. Huge weight. Because like you got, right? It's like when you break up with them, it's like, yes, it's sad. But at the same time, you're like, fuck, finally, dude. Mm-hmm. Where would I want? I have to like, like it was like gym shorts, like shit like that. I'd be like, I'm going to the gym. But I don't know what else you want me to wear to a gym. Yeah. But. See, like he like even made me like, I almost lost my best friends because he like, he like manipulated me and secluded me from them to the point to where yep, I almost isolate, lost them. Yep. And I did lose them for a little bit. And like, I'm so glad that they were so forgiving and understanding of my situation. Cause like, like I've been best friends with them for six, seven years now. And losing them to this fuckhead of a dude that would have been horrible and i let him do that and i think that's terrible that someone would even want to seclude you from people you love and care about just because they don't get along no it, mine last ex same shit i lost um so like so many of my friends mm-hmm. like because at the end of the day and i it's almost like this thing where again like i'm very thankful that they're very like forgiving and mm-hmm. understanding when i did finally come out and be like hey I fucked up. I I'm fucked sorry. up. I'm sorry. I should have not. I was a you know, shitty chose friend. that person over you guys. Yeah. And in the beginning, it shouldn't have never been a choice. Mm-hmm. But I did, and I chose the wrong choice, mm-hmm. and I messed up. But for me, that was just something to learn from. Like, I think that relationship was teaching me that I need to value friendships. Oh yeah. And not only just be like, oh my gosh, boy, like I, I love him though. It's like okay, great, yeah. but you can't. You know, you get isolated. And then these things happen where it's, I mean, at one point it was even like, oh, your family doesn't care about you. Like that type of shit. And I was yeah. just like, like wait, what? what? This isn't true. And I remember that. I remember that was just like, that's wild. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. Nah. Now, what did you notice? Because one thing that I realized when I, you know, whenever I've come out of relationships, like I attracted that person mm-hmm. and I put myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's me. At the end of the day, yeah. anything that ever happens is 100% my fault mm-hmm. because I sought it out. I either wanted it or it was stemming from an internal need. So in your life, where did you feel like 
there was a need that caused you to be put in that situation that caused you to keep on believing that idea mm. ideology that you weren't you weren't enough you didn't deserve to have good things yeah. like all of those things mm. i mean i grew up my mom and my dad divorced when i was really young mm -hmm. so my dad like moved states and like my dad like still texted me every single day but he wasn't in my life yeah not physically there and my mom was abusive so like i never really experienced like true like a lot of love like and a good way i guess and so when i met this guy like we met his friends and like he was giving me all this attention mm -hmm. and you know he was like kind of not worshiping me but like it was someone showing me that like i mattered first and to me because like all my friends have been in long-term relationships like years and years and i've always been the single friend mm -hmm. so like i'm always around couples all the time and so i was like oh it's my turn and this is great mm. so we just connected really really strong and fast and like i think you know, he bought me gifts and he was super sweet. And then once I like right off the bat, right off the bat, like just into it. And I, I, I did fuck up. Um, I was living with roommates and they were wanting to cancel the lease because our apartment was shit. And I was trying to find a place to stay. And he had an apartment. He was like, do you want to come stay with me mm. until you find a place? And I was like, you know what? That's the only option I really have. My friends want out. I don't want them to be held, held back because of me. That's where I messed up because I moved in with him. But it's once... He had his latches in me. It would. It was these things where he was like, you're never going to find better than me. I'm the yeah. best thing you're ever going to have. Um, you know, no one is better than me, blah, 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 blah. And I just, you know, you hear that so much. You start mm. to think that. I'm like, he's right. Like, I've never had a boyfriend as attractive as he was, you know, who had, you know, who's funny like he was, all these things. And I was like, he's right. Like, I'm, I'm never going to find better than this. Mm -hmm. And it stuck in me. And then, you know, he would show me pictures of other women and be like, you need to look like this and you need to do this. And I'm like, okay, I'm not good enough. Like he's staying with me. He's trying to make me better. And I think it just, yeah, that, in your brain, you're just like, and I would already have issues with like depression and everything yeah. like that. So it just, his claws were in me. And I think that I just let it happen because I wanted that love and the attention so bad that I was willing to get it, even though I was also being partially like mentally abused on the side. Yeah. But I was used to that mental abuse with my mom. So I was like, okay, this is, this is love. And I just let it happen. And I can't believe I let that happen. I look back. I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't believe I'm No, I like, that. I'll talk about it. Be like, I just want to be back and be like, dumb girl, you idiot. Go leave. What are you doing? Like, dumb. Like, what are you stupid? I just want to like smack my so younger many self. Things, and I'm like, are you dumb? <laughs> yeah. Are you that dumb I'm like, to I'm let a man do that to you and say these things to you and let your worth be so belittled? Yeah. From one guy. Yeah. Mm. Stupid. And I'm I'm very thankful for the relationship, honestly, because if he wouldn't have done all those things and he wouldn't have cheated on me and I didn't leave him, I wouldn't be who I am today. Exactly. It sucked going through it, but it made me so much stronger and more resilient. And I know what to look for in relationships now. Like yep. as soon as I see one little thing, I'm like, that's not good. Yep. And that's going to be a problem in the future and I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah. When do you know something is is just like, and also, how are you able to discern when it's not a past trauma coming up as a defense mechanism to block you from something? Or if it's just something that just, you know, people have little quirks that they just need to work on every once in a while. Yeah. When do you know if it's something like, hey, like, let's just talk about this. Or you're like, I need to go, like, I need to run. And making sure you're not running just because of a past trauma. Honestly, I haven't been able to discern that yet. Still figuring that yeah, out. Yeah, I'm still, I think I'm still figuring that out. I'm still, I'm not as guarded as I was, like, I'd say about two years ago. But I am still guarded. And yeah. it's one of those things yeah. that, like, I, I can't tell when it's my trauma that's causing issues for me mm -hmm. or if it really is a problem. Mm -hmm. I still don't know yet. That's why I'm still single right now because yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to figure that out. Yeah. It's it's hard opening yourself back up again, especially mm -hmm. after, like, now I haven't been single for three years, but I've been single for, like, a bit now. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because you go in phases where you're like, a relationship sounds really nice. Like, you know, I don't like being alone every night. And then, yeah. you know, like, and you think about it and you're like, oh, that's good. But then you're like, Ah, but yeah, I don't want to, you know, go in this another thing and then not be have to ready. Deal with it. Yeah. And then you're like, well, then when am I ready? Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, then you start to understand, like, oh, I'm never gonna be ready. But if I have like a system, which is something I'm glad I have now, is at least a system to mm -hmm. prep me for, you know, understanding myself, understanding my emotions, understanding my my physical health, yeah. like listening to the physical verbal cues. Like, yeah. If I talk to somebody and I feel drained afterward. And it's like, probably, yeah, probably not a good thing. But if I talk to someone and I like want to go do things afterward, I'm excited. I'm like, that was a great conversation. Yeah, like, I'm glad I had that. And that's one of those things that like, I feel like with time, you just you start to learn it. Yeah. And you're not like so guarded towards everything. It's like, 
oh, this is yeah. This one thing is terrible. And I think also having really good friends has helped me be single so long. Mm-hmm. My friendships, I have three best friends. I've been friends with them for six, seven years. Without them, I would not be here. They honestly keep me so grounded and they give me so much like platonic love that I don't necessarily feel like I need that romantic love in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm feeling those ways, like they shower me with love and affection in mm-hmm. ways that honestly I feel like a, a guy has never given me love like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really helped me because if I didn't have the affection from them, I probably would go to someone else and try to find try out to with, find with a guy. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm really appreciative to have that because it's kept me sane having yeah. that there and that good just base with friends well society a lot of the time over romanticizes um love between partnerships like Mm -hmm. dating marriage all this they're like that's like the love yeah when it's not like the relationship kate and i have now is something i never thought i had with a sibling like it's great i get to come over every day and hang out and it's like you know if i need to talk about something i can talk to someone about it yeah this is great and then i know like she's my sister they shouldn't have some like vendettas like i'm gonna fuck up his life well it's also like i know I think that sibling relationship you have with them because they've grown up with you. They, you know, you don't have to sit yeah. there and explain all the shit why you act some ways or whatever. They just know. And on top of it, but also, backtrack real quick. I do think it can also be scary trying to get in because you're asking her like, "Oh, is it your traumas or is it our actual red flag?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can also be scary though, even if it is something that yeah they can work on because you're scared you're going to get in and not leave again because you never thought before you did that that you would ever do it in the first place yeah Mm -hmm. like i never thought a day in my life would let someone talk to me like that and then i did and then it was Mm -hmm. like okay a little more and then a little more and i never left so i think that can also be scary yeah and that's well the good thing about having like i think it's great now to have family and friends like meet really fucking quick like yeah because then you know if because if you're gonna fuck around and do all this stuff like no meet everyone like i'm at gates person like you know, know before the you first even, day we hang out, I think because yeah. he was at my apartment and I was like, we went to go get like Chipotle. That's like we were still like friends and we yeah. were sharing food. Yeah, and I was like, oh, look, let's go back. You know, my brother's there. It's also, I think, if your family looks at someone or your friends, someone that's has good intentions for you, and they look at them and you know they just like, they nah. act and they're like, because well, they're not, they're looking at it from the outside. Yeah, they're yeah. not looking and they're not looking at it from a place of harm, especially not your like siblings. Yeah. Yeah, I, sib- I think siblings are normally a really good gauge. Cuz there's no way that they care. Like they're not going to be like, "Oh, well, like my friendship." Like, you know what I mean? Cuz that yeah. can happen. And but that I, th- I think it's important or I like it at least that someone can get along with my family and my friends yeah. because those are my biggest support groups in my systems. Yeah. Well, and it's nice too. Like there's times where they talk and do whatever and I'll just be like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> so yeah. many times. There's yeah. so many times where like they'll have like little things Like now. little bickerments. Yeah. Like, like just little things. And I'm like, I've been there and I'm not that much older, but I'm a little older now to be like, oh, I've experienced that. Yeah. And what you're doing right now, dumb as shit. Yep. Like this is a waste of time. And then I say it not out of like, I'm not angry at either of them. I'm yeah, like, yeah. You you're, just, just, you're just pointing it out. Yeah. No, he just points out and we're just like, you're right. And and neither and the good thing is they both do pretty good at receiving it. Like mm-hmm. if there's ever moments where like Kate acts a little crazy or Jacob acts a little crazy or whoever, I'm like, all right, check yourself real quick mm-hmm. because if this continues, it's gonna get out of line and then this isn't gonna work. Yeah. And that's something I'm glad. I mean, I hope I get that if I get in a relationship. I hope your ass is like, Cameron, you're doing some dumbass shit. Or if she's doing dumbass shit, you're like, hey, you're doing some dumbass shit. Yeah, I would. Everyone needs that. You need you need someone Everyone to be like needs hey. to be put in check sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it and well, it's a. Uh, the terminology I like to use is like kind candor. Mm-hmm. It's like being compassionate, being empathetic when you are addressing a situation that needs to get fixed. Yeah. Like even within relationships, you know, I've had times where I've maybe freaked out or stressed out over something where I'm like, ah, you know, don't mm-hmm. do this thing. Da, da, da. And it's like, hey, don't need to stress out. Just address it. You don't need to have all this charged emotion for these conversations. Yeah. Just be like, hey, this makes me feel this way. And I think it's also great to realize we don't need to be together. Yeah. we don't have to be friends we don't have to date we don't have to anything like life is so much more than just this yeah this oh, is yeah. great i i love and enjoy this but it's not that life isn't just this yeah so and that's one thing i have found a lot of comfort in recently is just being like oh it's okay if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. like and then you can date a lot more freely and be like i don't have to like go into it being like oh if I, this, mm-hmm. this isn't the one if it doesn't work out like yeah see i see it as like every person i've dated like, yeah, it sucked that it didn't work out, but it was just, you know, it taught me what I do and what I don't want out of the next relationship. Yeah. Yep. And I'm thankful that I even got to meet that person and we yeah. had good times together. Yeah, maybe it didn't end well or it just ended. That's okay. 
Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Like anytime, because I've had two serious relationships and, you know, it took me a long time to figure out like the world is not over. Yeah. It's that that's not the end of the world. There are so many people out there and each person is going to give you a different experience. Yep. Which is mm. cool to experience different people. Yeah. And it's I think important it's amazing to, that we can do that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And it, for me, it's so important to value people's time. Mm-hmm. Like, so uh, a TV show that I love, and I talk about it all the time. I never show up about Midnight it. Gospel. Midnight Gospel. I love Fucking Midnight Gospel. I love Midnight Gospel. I, it had me like literally just broken my, down. Yeah, like, my oh brain my broke. My brain broke when I watched it. But on the death episode mm-hmm. where he's, or not death, it's the uh, the one where they're in like the fairy tale land and it's the big, uh, the Trudy episode. I'll just describe the story. Basically, within the episode, there's a story about how uh, Duncan Trussell was having a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and he was just going on and on and on about like some dumb shit. Like, I don't know if it was someone being annoying at work or something, but he took up he like took up maybe an hour of this guy's time, mm-hmm. and that guy ended up dying like a week later. Oh shit! And he's like, "Oh my god, I took up an hour of this guy's last moments in existence doing some dumb shit." Doing things that are just like, yeah, because I wasn't being real. Like it was either me just wanting to hear myself talk or yeah. try to deflect something or using someone else as a mechanism to get over something. Like, don't do that with people. People's time is so valuable because yeah. you know everyone thinks they're gonna live till whenever, but, but you never know. We don't know, so it's like every second you get with somebody, like that needs to be an important second. Like it needs mm-hmm. to be uh, impactful and intentional. Be intentional at that time. So it's like, oh, if I want to spend time with Kate or like I'm talking to you or if I'm doing anything in the gym, like it is intentional. Mm -hmm. Like I'm either trying to grow a relationship, be kind to you or, or share something with that extent and not squander someone's time because shit. And then with relationships, it's like, Oh, we go on one date. And if you know, it's not gonna work out, you cut it there. You don't just keep edging it on and be like, man, I shit. I did that for a while where I was like, Oh, this is, you know, it's, it'll get better. It's fine. Like I could get over that. This is being like, no, it's, it, it's not working. It's I can just, just see it not working. Yeah, it just isn't it. Yeah. And it respects their time, respects your time. But it's hard to tell people sometimes being like, it is. Hey, this just isn't it. And you're like, wait, why? And you're like, because you don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, how much do feelings matter when you're dying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, valid. But, you know, but if you're also dying, you don't want to. I mean, so, technically, I mean, okay. The fact is, we're all dying right now. We can I get over that fact. That's the <laughs> elephant, elephant in the he room. He says this, I every swear, second. every day. <laughs> like we're dying every minute of every day. I, hey, that's half the reason I do as much shit as I do, because I am constantly reminded that it is so finite. Yeah. And I'm like, Do you have like a deep-seated fear of death? No, I just really want to do something before I end. I have a fear of death. I'm petrified. So you're terrified of haunted houses? I, yes, I've, I fucking hate haunted houses. It's it's Me too. I hate them. I I've had terrible them. I've had terrible memories with them. Did you die? No, I didn't die, but I did fall and hit my head and cut oh. my head open. And then also got yelled at. You know what that is? Metal. Metal. <laughs> Metal as fuck, dude. Cameron's like, no, fun. but like that was sick. <laughs> yeah. Rock on, bro. Cheyenne's like on the floor bleeding. And I'm like, rock on, dude. You're like, yo, that? That's metal. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> That's like, some shit. Like, Thanks, dude. Thanks, like, Thanks yeah, no. bro. You're like being real up. I wish I liked them, but I just don't. I love scary shit, but it's just, I'm too jumpy. That's I'm weird. too jumpy, jumpy that it's embarrassing to me. I like, don't you feel like you should like conquer that and get over it? I tried three times and each time it was terrible. It got worse each time I went. So now that I'm you say tired. that, yeah, I don't know anyone who has good experiences at haunted houses. <laughs> You're being scared. I know so many people. So many. They go and they think back. Oh, I love that I was petrified <laughs> running for my life. It's because they're not scary. No. No. I also think scary. that what I'm if terrified. there's someone actually crazy there who's actually like a killer or wants to hurt me, and then they try to hurt me, they're not. They're gonna be like, "Oh, she's being scared." No, I'm actually being fucking killed. If, right yeah. Now. If there were someone, if I was a serial killer, right? I would try to work in a haunted house. Why would you not? Because here's the thing: your whole goal is to have I petrify them. It's dark as hell. All you can do is just, you could just grab someone in the back. You hear screaming, no one's going to care. Yeah. You can dress up like a psychopath and wear your little crazy mask because that's what they do. How many times does that happen? I don't you know, know. but. You never know. How- you do. You do know. There would be a dead body when they clean up the next day. <laughs> or maybe they don't say anything because they don't want to lose business. Yeah. That's not. There's so many more. Th- it's like You're, going in the ocean. You and Jacob are both likely. forcing me to go and it makes no, me No, you are more but... likely to die in the ocean than to be hurt in a haunted house. 
Actually, no, you're more likely to get a coconut falling on your head than being eaten by a shark. Okay. <laughs> What's the point? Coconuts are more dangerous than haunted houses. <laughs> I live in Kentucky. <laughs> there ain't yeah, no there coconuts. Are coconuts here. Driving's more dangerous. Like, okay, fair. There's so it's many true. more things. Oh my God, go into a school. I think way more bad things happen inside of a school system than a haunted house. Like, yeah, that's a valid one. Valid. Yeah, valid. We all went to school. <laughs> I think that mm, it's the it's finding things that scare you and then doing it for me. I went to Louder Than Life with nobody. I just kind of went by myself. I've never done that before. Wait, you did? No, I just went by myself. Go you. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's me, definitely brave. That I don't was, know if I could do that. That was hard. I was like, and then also it was my first metal concert. I've and I'm trying to, to find you, and I texted you, and you were. It was you, oh my god, well, you were not texting were, back. I was trying. Well, there were the, also my arms were like this in the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I got in there, and I was like. Oh, this is this is what metal is. Shit gets it gets fucking tight. Does it get like everyone just like headbanging, going wild? Oh, it's oh, it's yeah. that. It's throwing people over your shoulder because someone be like, I want to like crowd surf, and we're like, okay, you and you I start throwing. I loved them. crowd surfing. It was so much fucking fun. I love to mosh. I love to you crowd just surf. Jump. You're just like, hey, you literally just you, find, you see a group of tall dudes and you go put me up and they yeah, just fucking that, toss you up and you fucking go. I want to do that. I could I couldn't imagine I doing really it like if I wasn't music, like a stronger but, guy. Like if I wasn't a bigger dude, I. That probably went a lot more annoying because at least for me, I'm like, I could push people out of the way and be like, nah, this is my this is yeah. my circle. And if you go to my circle, I'm going to beat your ass. But it, I mean, I think it was amazing. But if we can, if you can do that shit, if you can do this <laughs> crazy so ass metal though. shit. That's so different. It is different. It's, the, it's so different. The quality a haunted of house and a rave, like a rave, basically. Uh, Not equivalent. Metal is, yeah, I mean, they're basically a rave, but it's violent man so that's metal and then someone cracking their head open is also metal i think that's i think that's what has messed me up the most is the amount of dust i inhaled because i wore sunglasses a few of the days and i had a coat of dust and i was like so that's going in my eyes because i was wearing wearing contacts because i can't see yeah so i'm wearing contacts so i'm like that dust is probably sticking to my contacts i wonder why my eyes hurting don't wonder why my nose is bothering me i'm inhaling all of that I was trying, like, most of the time I was up close and, like, close to the pits, and you can just see the dust when they're moshing and shit. So I'm curious, how often throughout a week do you do things that scare you, that, like, push your comfortability levels? Uh, I Not often, because I feel like my routine is pretty normal, is going to the gym and mm-hmm. going to work. But, I mean, even just going to the gym, like, that, I hate, I have, like, I don't like being in public and I get really nervous being in the gym because I have this huge fear that everybody's watching me and judging me. I'm staring at you the whole time. So I feel like that puts me out of my comfort zone, but like not often as much as I should, I feel like. So I know I like need to do it more. It's Friday haunted house. Oh. You're going to go with you know, I, me, I'm being Jacob. Forced, so I'll get a big group together. I, when like, I, it makes you feel that when I get scared, I fall to the ground. See, that's, what, that's how I cut my head. The first jump scare that came out, my knees buckled and I fell and hit my head on a wood oh, wall. Oh, I don't. And it oh, cut I don't, my forehead. So I just kind of fall You back. know what you'll do? I'll get one of those like baby backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the one that goes the on front. The baby backpacks? Yeah, the, front <laughs> the front one. The front one. And be like, they're there. They're there. She's going to be like, could you imagine? Ah! Imagine being an actor and going to jump scare <laughs> someone and, like, and seeing like a human and a baby. You'd be like, so I feel like, like I can't okay. scare you. That would be funny as shit. I would think that they're disabled. So I feel yeah, bad. I would think there was something wrong with them. If I saw somebody <laughs> like in a baby thing, I like would just that. be like, "Oh, they're they're disabled. Like they have a disability. I can't, I can't really like mess with them that hard. <laughs> That'd be wild." But now I, I want I that to happen. On house or just even general things like that, like going to the gym. But there gets to a certain point to where like, oh, you do it five times a week. Yeah. It's not really put. That's not yeah. that's not something anymore. And it's like, oh, for me, you know, I'm pretty shy sometimes. It's like let's talk to the barista a little more. And it's not weird. It's just being like, how's your day going? Yeah. But for me, I'm like, I don't like doing that shit. I like, hate small talk sometimes. I, sometimes I really can't stand it. My job is yeah. nothing but small talk. What do you do? I'm an esthetician. So small, okay, small talk. So yeah. like most of the time, it's the same repetitive questions over and over in small talk. And it's I, like, yeah. oh, like. But even then, it's like, you know, trying to change that pattern and get a little less stupid with all the questions. Because then yeah. it also comes back to valuing their time. Like yeah. if someone's deciding to spend money to be with you at any moment, like it should be. And at least for yourself, you can be like, oh, I know I at least left that interaction a little a yeah. little different. But I will say my job, like, has helped me with, like, doing, because it every sure day, it like, I'm doing, like, social anxiety and, like, talking to people mm-hmm. and stuff. That's, that stresses me out. My job forces me to do that every single day. And it's definitely helped, like, before, like, before I was an esthetician and everything, I was shy as hell. Like, 
very shy, way more awkward than I am now. So doing those things that kind of helped me mm-hmm. get out of my shell because I was forced to do that every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. And it's not as hard as it used to be. At first, I didn't know what the hell to talk about with clients. Yeah. But now, like, I have clients that I've had been doing for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And, like, we talk about their families, their babies, like, their their trauma, their emotions. And it's, it's I feel like a therapy therapist to them. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of helps, like, kind of therapy to me, too. Because I can kind of talk to some of the ones I'm closer to. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice, yeah. I feel like. Nice. Yeah. And that's and that's great. when it's It's taking that concept of, like, there's a Japanese concept of Kaizen. And Kaizen is just, like, small improvements every single day. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not about like, oh, my God, let's like fix everything right now and do yeah. these big jumps. It's like, no, let's just do like a little thing every single day. If that's like waking up a little earlier, taking a cold shower, if that's like saying hi to someone you normally wouldn't, like mm-hmm. that is practicing Kaizen. And for you, it, it can be that. It can be like, oh, what small things I do every day. That's just a little, a little scary, a little outside my comfort zone. But then I do it. I conquer it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. And then before you know it, you're going to be in the haunted house and you're going to be scaring people. <laughs> This is all rooted back to the haunted this house. I'm thinking this back. is about like self improvement. Cameron's like, no, no it's about the this is about house. the haunted house. We are going in a baby sling. I think is that what it's called? I don't. I, don't. I like you, baby when sling. When are you better. going? Friday. I know what time. Okay, she's like of, busy. This is, no, this, is, this is a side note. The amount of people I've talked about, like, hey, I'm gonna go to front haunted house Friday. They're like, oh, like noon, and I'm like, who the fuck goes to a haunted house during the day? No, yeah. If you're going to a haunted house, it has to be at nighttime. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. So like, it's probably like seven eight. Because I have work and then I have the gym, so it, it depends. You're gonna be so good. You're gonna what be so haunted good. house? Uh, the one at Tom Sawyer, Grim Trails. I've never even heard of that one. Me neither. Me neither. But I saw. I mean, I'm at Tom Sawyer all the time, and I saw it and was like, this could be fun. Waverly Hills is also no amazing. hell no hell no. It's just a bunch of dead people. Yeah, just no, a it's, bunch it's of dead real. people. It's real. The, yeah, I don't like. No, I'm not doing no Fuck real. That shit. I don't even like the fake stuff. Not much less the. Real Dude, the life. real thing was ter- like no I went there way. and was like, "This is nice." Mm-mm. How long did you have to wait? Uh, I remember when you guys, when I was younger, you and your friends had chased. I don't know the boys. You boys went Waverly, and I remember being like, Psh, "My friends tried for years to get me that. to go," and they were like, "We want to stay the night." I'm like, "You're fucking, I don't. I enjoy you're fucking nuts. that's wild. You're nuts. You could not. Ca- I can't sleep let alone in my bed. No." Much. No, I get in my head too much. Even when yeah. I'm at home and I'm like, there's a sound. I'm like, no, same. There's a ghost here. Hell no. Same. I'm not doing no. I would. I think I would. I wouldn't sleep. I would I'm break just saying, my streak of if you did bed. do that, the confidence structure you would build within yourself. Anytime anything bad happens, you can be like, I slept with dead people. You can't do nothing to me right now. Mm, no, no. I, I'm okay. I would. I would die peacefully knowing I haven't slept with bad I people. I have a fear that so. I would go and a spirit would attach Ta- to me. Yeah, and then they bring back home to my house, and then <laughs> I go to bed that night. Hey, yeah. You probably channel that during the gym or some shit. I feel like you no. could PR with that shit. No, Kimmy, mm-hmm. this can't be a part of self improvement. Bringing spirits to your house. Pass. I don't care. I, this no. is where I get a little woo woo. I'm like, hey guys, you channel. Cameron's <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, but then you can go to the gym and you can work off the spirit. Like, what do you, what do you feel like? Some of the most like woo woo stuff you believe in. I mean, I believe in demons, ghosts, spirits, I like the that. whole fucking nine yards. Like, I, well, believe I think if there's good, there's bad. Shit. There's good and bad. Yeah. yeah demons just, are definitely real. I am like a firm believer. There's no way. Things do you, are haunting. Do you feel like, de- well, I mean, this is always interesting. So I feel like a lot of people will use, um, and this is just my framework. I feel like a lot of people use either angels or demons or religion and all these things to act as byproducts of bad things mm-hmm. and not saying that the bad thing is what it is and you could just associate that with so mm-hmm. like demonic you're mm-hmm. like what is demonic and it's like oh demonic could be death and it's like well death isn't always demonic like sometimes yeah, it's, it's beautiful so you're like okay yeah. then murder and it's like well you know sometimes you got to protect yourself and that's not really demonic and you're like oh, okay yeah. so then what is demonic and it's like is it the intention behind something and then you think well, then could, you know, being mean to a friend be demonic? And then you're like, oh, well, no, I mean, I don't know if that's demonic. But the intention is the same intention as someone else wanting to hurt someone else yeah. and cause pain. So then it's all, you know, I like to go, and these are philosophy practices that I do if I do meditation or things like that, where I'm like, all right, am I, this is a great quote, am I the star or am I the awareness of the star? And what? then you figure, okay. am I the perception of everyone else or am I me? Am I just the thought of who I think I am or am I the one thinking of who I think I am? And then, and then you start, well, no, then you start to get into all of that. And then you're like, 
oh my god and that's where spirituality and all these things have kind of unlocked and clicked for me because i've been like oh my god it's here it's here like yeah. all of the reality that i'm experiencing is is the you know it's not a human being having a spiritual experience the spiritual being having a human experience and that's where you connect everything and start to experience that like oh maybe there's not like this bad thing over here maybe it's just a thing and that thing is just manifesting in different ways that we decide to interpret it mm. and you're like if oh there's a God. ghost in my house demonic and it's, it's, it's throwing me. things around in my house demonic i'm not looking at it being like oh it's just a little butterfly no i'm getting the fuck out of the house and i'm saging it i'm leaving my best friend her old house we thought there was a ghost there but it never it never did anything bad to us so we just kind of left it just vibe yeah sounds like a good that's like a little just a little ghost we, there was just some things that happened and we were like that's weird that's not normal and we all saw certain things and heard certain things but it never hurt us and so we we're just like we're just gonna chill and not someone was like sage it we we're like i'm not gonna upset whatever spirit or whatever's here we're just like we're just gonna let it go doesn't seem like it's bad. Doesn't seem like it's good. It's just some. There was something off. There was. It was just weird. Yeah. And we just saw things. We heard knocking, and there was like, we could feel something there. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it was. There's a a movie called Come Play. You watch that? It, I know it doesn't. It doesn't sound like a horror movie, but it's a. It's actually an amazing horror movie. And there's like this demon. Not the. I don't know. It's not even a demon. It's a thing that came from like an iPhone app. And that's how it like, like latches on to people. And the kid like doesn't have a dad. He's really lonely. And it becomes his best friend. But what the entity does is ends up like hurting some people and doing some things to protect the kid and go out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, the demon's like, oh, come join me. Come play. And that's where, you know, if he does that, then he will become the thing. And the thing's invisible. It's giant. It's long. It's scary mm-hmm. looking. But it doesn't like mean terrible. It just does things the wrong way sometimes. Yeah. So at the end of the movie... The mom, who's been kind of distant and not prevalent throughout the film, comes back and is trying to save her kid because she's like, I've, I've let this thing like take over and do all these things. And, you know, reaches her hand out last second, grabs the monster's hand, turns into it. And then at the end of it, you know, you see like another family member taking care of the kid and he's like floating in the fucking living room. And it's terrifying. Oh. And then he shows up his camera because that's how you can see the, the entity. And it's the mom dancing with the kid as the monster. So then it's like, oh, are the monsters in our lives just the things that love us and they just they just don't know how to communicate to us the right way or we don't know how to accept it or interpret it the right way so it's like oh are all the things we're experiencing right now the negative things the good things all of this are they things that i'm just not looking at the right way am i just not able to perceive this yet as the thing that it actually is which mm-hmm. most of the time it is that yeah the negative relationships the bad experiences the the pain the suffering you've looked back on it and been like, oh, that's, I've been able to grow. Like I've changed. I've, I've learned. And then as that process grows, so I, that's where I always like thinking about these kinds of things of like, oh, you know, let's look back and reflect a little bit and see like, is this thing in front of me actually what I think the thing is? That's deep. Honestly. That's me every day at 8 a.m. Because <laughs> you wake oh, up intensely. intensely. Yeah, apparently Cameron screams in the shower. So. I don't scream in the shower. Often. Often. Every once in a while. Just like every morning. I added the uh, that breathing exercise to my morning routine and my night routine, and it has been fucking amazing. Is it me? Am I getting... Mandy. Oh. Tell Mandy to shut up. Um, call her later. Yeah, so what's your, what's your like morning routine and, and before you go to bed routine like right now? Um, morning, I try to wake, because I live an hour away from my job, so I have to wake up really fucking early. But that I is just, wild. Yeah. I'm trying to move closer here, but I wake up. I usually will like wash my face mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes shower in the morning. Sometimes I shower at night. It just depends on yeah. how I'm feeling that day. I try to make myself breakfast every morning, um, and then I just get dressed to go to work. Mornings are not very ritualistic for me because I'm not a morning person. Mm. I hate waking up early. Same. But at nighttime, I mean, it's just normally like I'll get home, um, we'll make dinner or dinner will already be made. I'll wash my face, shower, and then me and my roommates, we just kind of sit on the couch and we just talk about our days. Wind down. Yeah, and just watch TV or we've been doing mar- movie marathons mm. a lot recently. And we'll just do that and just kind of hang out and vibe and then I just end up going to bed. How's the going to bed process for you? Do you find yourself falling asleep really easily or is it kind of oh, hard sometimes? no, I have a terrible sleep schedule. Like, I, I can't fall asleep mm. and I can't stay asleep. Like, I'm up every, like, 30 minutes to an hour and it takes me a very long time to fall asleep. I have to have TV on 
Mm. I can't sleep in silence. Mm. And I hate that, but I just can't. I, I found the, um, do you know who Wim Hof is? Uh, a guy who's like broken, I think, 26 world records for like cold exposure, breath holding. Jesus He's insane. He's a superhuman. But he um he taught this to 12 other people, and now he teaches it to everybody, his techniques. And I'm able to do his breathing, practice, breathing practices every time when I wake up and before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I'll do his breathing practice, and I find myself just like you feel that feeling of dozing off of like, you're not really there and you're mm-hmm. kind of like drifting in and out of a dream state and not. And then you just fall into it. Mm. It's like this weird falling transition that allows you to access that state. And I've been doing it every night. I sleep fucking amazing now. I wake up and I'm like, this is great. Oh shit. It's crazy. So I'll send you that video to do yeah. it. And then when I wake up, I do it and it wakes me up and I feel like energized and ready for the day. And it's like a little, you know, 12 minute meditation practice. It's not hard. Yeah. But on top of that, my running has increased. I think last week I ran a half mile and I was like gassed after. I was like, I don't feel good. I'm dead. And then I ran a mile and a half and I did that in nine minutes. And I was like, this is really different. That is a huge increase in yeah. a week just from doing those breathing exercises. So highly recommend it. I'll definitely need that because I don't sleep. I know. Well, sleeps, I do. We both, I don't feel like any of our family is like a good sleeper. because It takes me forever to fall asleep. Like from mm-hmm. the time I put down my phone to close my eyes, it's like an hour mm-hmm. and a half, two hours. So like I'm asleep. Yeah. And I wake up and I'm just like, oh, I fell asleep. I can be tired point. all day long, but as soon as I lay in, in my bed, bed, it's like, and I'm like, I'm wide awake. And I'm I'm awake. Also, it's like, I'm just laying there and I'm like, I get bored of like laying there, dude. Yeah. Like I'll be like, and I'll go back on my phone sometimes. Yeah. I try not to because I know when I go back on my phone, it's kind of resetting it. But when you're laying there so long, just in your head thinking and you're you, just like. Yeah. And then like you look at the time and you realize it's been an hour and you're like, I'm never sleeping. That's it. Yep. I'm just never going to sleep. And with my thing is like, I'm not okay with that because that's not normal. Like you shouldn't be tired all day. You shouldn't have trouble sleeping. Like yeah. these are things we shouldn't do. And a lot of people just accept the fact. They're like, oh, this is, you know what it is. I'm like, no, that's it's not. This normal. is not life. We should not be doing this. True. And then you, you know, one thing I try to do is like constantly seek out answers of like, what's like, what's the solution here? What have other people done? What has worked? Yeah. And then you start to figure out like, you know, hyper successful people do this. People who like, you know, look at the people who actually sleep good. What do they do? Like, yeah. then you research it and you're like, oh, I'm doing a fuckload of shit wrong. Like, I shouldn't eat a shit ton before I go to bed. Like, that's not good. Yeah, I do that. Because <laughs> it's like, then my gut's fucking active and there's a bunch of stuff happening and I'm not going to be able to like transition to sleep as much and then sleep and then red light and there's a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, I would say I can send you a big list of shit of just like, yeah, do this and you'll sleep like a child. That's what I need. Because like sleep, like I melatonin doesn't work on me. Melatonin's terrible. I've taken 30 milligrams once and I stayed up the rest of the night and then I looked it up and I was like, you're not supposed to take 30 milligrams of melatonin. No. And I was like, that's no. not great. That's just, that's terrible. And my thing is, yeah. I want to get reliant. Because melatonin works. Like, if I take it, I'm fu- I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good for I'll be tired and I'll go to sleep. But the thing is, but then my body becomes reliant and I have to take more. Like, I get yeah. used to it super fast. Like, I take it one night and then if I don't take it the next night, it takes me twice as long to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to have to take melatonin and fall asleep. Yeah. So, I just, just don't, don't take it at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's trying to get back on your, like, circadian rhythm of, like, when the sun rises and when the sun sets. And with work, sometimes, that's part of the reason why, like, the film industry is not not clicking with me right now. Just because, like, you just can't really be a super healthy human being and do it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that because I like my health too much. And there's a lot of things I want to do with my life. It's like, it's the 12-hour shifts. 12-hour shifts and on top of, like, oh, packing up everything. And then place, like, you were on set. You know how it is. And I still try to run that as a pretty tight ship, but... Like, it's just rough. Like, it it's hard to do things with your work. So then it's like, okay, look at your jobs. And if the job you're doing, like, goes against what you want in life, I mean, maybe you don't, maybe you don't care. Some people don't care. They don't, yeah. they don't want to be fit. They don't want to be healthy. They don't want to have good relationships. They don't give a shit. But if you do, and your work is contradicting that, yeah. then you might need to find a new job. Yeah. yeah. Especially the, the night shifts that you guys did. Hmm? The night shifts. I hated those. That's, I could not. Like when I hit a certain time at night, like I'm like angry. Well, especially when <laughs> the week, angry. like the week will start at, you know, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. And then it goes, all right, 10, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then 11. Then, then yeah. you end the week at like, oh, it's an overnight. So it's 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., which is the next day on Saturday. Yeah. And then you work again on Monday. So it's like, oh, I really only had Sunday off because yeah. I worked on Saturday. And then you're like, okay, you guys don't respect any of my time or any and of my. And then it's also your sleep schedule probably gets 
massively. Oh my gosh, it's so fucked. And you're not, you really can't sleep. So it's my like sleep two, three schedule days. gets like, it could be one day that I maybe go to bed later and it gets off. Like I and have It to. affects your like mental health, your physical health, like everything. And it takes oh, some time to like, correct that. I'd but. be like fussy, like a kid. Yes. I would just be like mad. I'd just be like, God, I don't want to be here. It's it's a whole thing. But yeah. I mean, anything else in your life you feel like you're you're working on right now or struggling with? Um, Struggling with? I mean, I struggle like body dysmorphia and shit. I struggle a lot with that. And I feel like getting into the fitness has definitely. Too big or too skinny? Both. Bro. I have an issue. I used to like have like an eating disorder. Um, Twinsies. And I was like 100 pounds and I thought I was too fat. And I'm, I'm, I look back and I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, that's Whoa. really stupid. Like, look back at photos and you're like, I remember thinking I was fat there. I was, like, you're tiny. I was a stick. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being skinny. Like, I've re- there's nothing wrong with it. But I was sitting there skinny thinking I was fat. And mm. now that I've gotten into the fitness industry, like, sometimes, I, like, after the festival, mm. I feel so small. I'm like, I lost all my gains. I feel so weak. But then in a few days, like, I'll probably eat, like, what I'm supposed to. I'm like, man, I'm feeling bloated and and big fat and, and gross. Just, yeah. yeah, I struggle with that day to day now. Mm-hmm. Just that up and down of, I'm I'm not. I don't look like I work out, but I want to. It's just weird. I think that's the it's main like thing. I don't look like I work out, but I just want to be small. But I also want to be like jacked. Yeah, but then I want to be model skinny. It's like this whole cycle in your little yeah. noggin. Are you are you doing anything right now to actively work on that and combat that? Um, just, I'm trying to just eat healthier is, and try to like not let it get to me because I know in my head, I'm not too fat Mm. and I know I'm not too skinny. Like I know that, but my heart just sometimes just hurts a little bit. I'm just, I'm not where I want to be, Yeah. but just keeping that in mind is like, I'm, I'm still new into the powerlifting. I'm only six, seven months in. Yeah. I've got so much time to grow and change and just eating healthier and not restricting myself like if i want something sweet i'm gonna eat it because before like if i want anything sweet like i would force myself not to yeah and if i did I yeah would, i wouldn't make myself throw up because i was like i ate something sweet i can't do yeah. that yeah you're not allow yourself to have good things. yeah and now i just like i eat what i want i am more i pay more attention that mm. i'm just like just eat healthier and eat not cleaner, eat healthier yeah. yeah and i'm like i'm full all the time because i eat so good and i'm like it doesn't that's doesn't bother me as bad mm. now but yeah i just in my head. Who do you think gave you that voice? Because you didn't give yourself that voice. I don't know. Honestly, my mom didn't really make comments on my body growing up. I don't remember her saying anything like that. So I didn't have that negative in my ear like some people have. I think a lot of people say they're moms. Mm-hmm. But maybe my mom, because she would like, growing up, she would cook dinners and then she wouldn't eat. Mm, yep. So you saw you saw that. I saw from an that. Early I age. think maybe that maybe played a part in it, but I don't know where this whole issue of hating my body came from. I think probably the relationship too. Yeah. Where you were showed images of other people. That that probably definitely. I think that fucked with me really heavily. Ties into it. Yeah. I'm not inst- I'm not an Instagram model. I will never be those yeah. girls that you know can afford the surgeries and who well they also take like all those fitness models they're on steroids to help them mm-hmm. lose weight and gain muscle they're on something like that's when they have a waist that's this big and abs but then like the fattest ass in the yeah. world when in rea- reality like you have to gain weight if you want to butt yeah you have to gain weight but then and then yes you can tone out and lean out but to begin with you don't just work out and have a six-pack and a fat ass and also my my genetics is not theirs yeah, I'm not built like they are, and that took me a long. Like there was a specific girl I remember him showing me all the time, and she was a cheerleader. She's been a cheerleader all her life. Like I'm not gonna be built like somebody like, who's done cheerleading I'm not, I'm not, since I'm they not were an little. Athlete. Yeah, and it took like it that definitely fucked with me a lot. And I feel like that probably does play a part in having that whole body dysmorphia issue. Yeah, some of that some of that helps me a lot with you know because I was fat at one point and I've lost a lot of weight now and all the other stuff that comes mm-hmm. with that is. You know, I've done a lot of practice with detachment and understanding that the human body is just a vessel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I want, it's kind of like owning a car. I want my car to run well. I want it to perform. I want it to do the thing. And I, I chose this car because I like how this performs. Mm-hmm. I chose this body because I'm, I'm doing the things right now because I want it to perform a certain way. But at the end of the day, it's just a body and they just have a body. Mm-hmm. And the body is so much more than just what it looks like. It's the emotion. It's the feeling. It's the energy you give someone else. It's yeah. the everything else and then when i focus on that 
like I can look in the mirror and be like, oh, I don't have six pack abs, but like I love people. That's yeah. nice. Like I don't have six pack abs, but like, you know, I'm so strong. I can protect mm-hmm. somebody. Like, yeah. and then you you get all these values in place, and you're like, oh, that's what matters. Because even just the idea of me concerning myself with that, of like, because then that's an issue of like, you know, I want to look a certain way. It's like, oh, do you not want to be yourself? Yeah. Because if you're working hard enough and you're doing the right things, then like, what what are you what are you sad about? And then you get into the like, okay, someone else put that voice in my head. And if someone put that voice in my head, then I need to go back to that and to deal with that trauma. And then it comes in like, what does healing look like? And there's yeah. all different steps. But like stuff like that should be a thing where, you know, with me, I woke up every single day. I'm going to work on this shit because like this is not okay. Like not being able to sleep well is not okay. Hating how I look is not okay. Yeah, it's, not. <laughs> it's not good. It's not healthy. It's not healthy to sit like think like that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kate fucking grabs her skin and is like, I'm so fat. And I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I also grew up in figure skating. No, no, no. You I don't have to be. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, yes, is it dumb? But that's also, a little lack of duty. What I learned, okay, when like people talk about like you need to look in the mirror and love yourself, it's like okay, but no well, one, no one work. looks in the mirror yeah. and is like, I love every part about my body. Yeah, everyone has their shit that they don't like and that they would change. But for me, something that I do actively work on is like when I look at myself and like I might like, just in my own head because like I can't not think about it. Yeah. I try not to, but like you can't, it's, it's you can't not, not just like yeah, my brain not gonna don't work. ignore it exactly. Don't, like, It'll don't like, oh, I don't like exist. how this looks today. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, first of all, combat that with something you do like about your body, and then just come to an acceptance with it. Like, this is not exactly how I want it to look. Who cares? Like, it's okay. It's not affecting my day to day life. Yeah, I'm not dying. It's not causing health issues. And if you don't slowly work on it, you yeah. can change it does not change right now because i feel like that's something when you've had an eating disorder it's kind of like this instant yeah you nothing's fix ever now yeah like me personally i was i struggled with more like bulimia mm-hmm. so like mine was like instant i would just lose like lose the weight basically because yeah. you just vomited out yeah. but <laughs> kate was like <laughs> but you know what i mean just learning that it happens over time that's something yeah that's you, I mean, everything because you, you can't ever look at anybody and be like don't feel that way just doesn't work. We well, and they're like, don't think it. It's like, okay. Thanks. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's little practice every day. Like for me, you know, it's having good self-talk is a huge mm-hmm. part of being like, instead of saying, oh, I'm fucking stupid. Cause that's really easy to be like, I'm a yeah. fucking idiot. And you're yeah. like, no, do not say that. Stop saying that. It's, you're still going to think it, but half don't your say words it, say yeah. I'm improving. I'm doing better. Like the self-talk is huge. And you're not denying the fact that you're like, oh no, I still struggle with this. And yeah. I have this issue. But I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm not just letting it run wild and rampant. So that's a that's a big part. Because I know it's really easy for a lot of people to joke around and be like, ah, I'm so stupid. And I'm like, oh, don't say that. Even yeah. like a barista at a coffee shop. He's like, oh, I'm dumb. I shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, you're not dumb. You're just, you're just working on it. And yeah. they're like, why do you say that? And I'm like, oh, I just think self-talk's important. So that's a night. That's a great time. Next time someone's shit talks themselves, okay. correct them on it and see what happens. I don't think you've ever corrected me when I should. The only time I say you, I'm dumb and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but you are. No. I'm like, well, you need a little humbling. Well, we're also siblings. and Yeah. Be, I, don't, I think it'd be weird if you looked at me and you're like, Kate, you're not dumb. I'd be like, ew. Like, why are you? <laughs> I'd be like, like fuck. Are you okay? Are you, are you committing suicide tonight? Is that what's happening? <laughs> like, am I, am I, I going to get a note later? Like, what's happening? Now nah, that'd be weird. But I'm just saying. But yeah, I mean, I think that's important <laughs> to... Yeah, I don't know. What. <laughs> it's like, he's like, yes. I woke up like an hour ago, two hours ago. I, I tell her every time, podcast at 11, be awake. And I, I like, was awake I at went, 10. I went on a little walk mm-hmm. to, to go. Some, you were not awake at 10. I was on my walk at like 10 20. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I heard, and I, I like, I the, no I'm more. coming back from my walk and she's like in her car, fucking mangled. Like, <laughs> she's like, like you want to get in the car? Right I was like, you want to go get coffee? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And we come in and we do all the things. She takes a shower and I'm like, I like that she had plenty of time to wake up. I did. Air. I woke up, got my coffee, and showered before the podcast. That she, was what was my like goal was. There was like a five-minute buffer mm-hmm. from shower to podcast. Yeah, that was my goal, was to wake up, shower, and get coffee before the co- podcast. So you did your goal. And I did it. And I set an alarm at 10, so I was up at 10. I will show you the alarm. So that means when I walked in, she was just laying in bed like... Yeah, I was. I walked in, I was just like... <laughs> I'm just not going to acknowledge this. No, I heard him come in and like I heard him bringing stuff, his stuff in. Yeah. And then I get out of bed and then I come out here and there's no one. And I was like, oh no. Watch her. Like I just get robbed. So like I'm looking around, but I see his coffee. So I'm like, like hey, okay, that's maybe, a coffee. Maybe he's coffee. But I'm like, did he leave it here from last night? Cause there's no ice in it. 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm not tripping balls. And I walk out and I see him like walking on the side of the road. And I was like, hey, hey, <laughs> want to get coffee? Well, we're at our hour mark. Um, oh, perf. Yeah, it was great. I'm going to go work out and eat some food. So anything you want to say is like closing thoughts or how was the experience? How was the podcast? I was kind of scared, nervous because yeah. you're like, it's a surprise. And I was like, oh, I can't prepare my words. Like I got to speak from just yeah, everyone always asks, like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I I'm, just I up. do this <laughs> I do this all the time. And every time I get nervous, I'm like, I'm going to talk about this podcast. And I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> She's like, I'm so, I'm so struggling with I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Anyways. You, you, you like it? You thought it was good? Yeah, honestly. Like, it kind of, I was honored when you asked. I was like, you want me on the podcast? What? I think we, it, everyone has value to bring. True. What value did I bring? I think you brought interesting value in like past relationships. You know, being someone who enjoys metal and in that culture, um, someone who has been single for a while and has been through that process. Uh, you're alive. I think that's an, innately valuable. You're alive. Yeah, I'm alive. For now. For now. The house is going to mm you. I feel I feel dead, but I'm still here. She's I feel like here. she's not coming to the haunted house. She's going to come. I'm I'm I see her at the gym. I will kidnap you. <laughs> <laughs> you just see me running while she's dead looking. Get in the the baby pouch. <laughs> she's hopped up in this baby pouch. She's, she's like, "All right, rock on. Like, let's fucking go." That would be wild. I want now. I want to see that happen. I, now I feel like happen. it has to happen. It has to happen. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. Uh, you can follow listening at what's your ID again? Uh, Shay dot glow. Glue. 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 I changed it to a zero because the OO apparently was too much of a problem for everybody. Fuck that OO. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.